0: quest for the six-pack is really difficult. If I do not have a six-pack by the 27th of January, I have to get my belly button pierced, as per the show agreement. Joe just tried to sabotage me by bringing in this delicious chocolate bar. I didn't eat it. It was delicious looking. And then I just ate basically rabbit food for the last ten minutes. Grilled chicken little bit of baby spinach, a couple of those, what do you call them, olive tomatoes, cherry tomatoes? Either way, not as good as that chocolate part. And if I do not have a six-pack, by the end of this month, I am going to be furious because my life sucks right now. Can't eat anything I want, can't drink anything I want, can't do anything I want because I'm always working out. And if I still have to get my belly button pierced, it's going to be a bad day. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow us on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. I say us because it's the year of excellence. And we are a team. Me and Joe and Brian, we make this thing go, baby. It is the Crowley Show, but wouldn't Tim? wouldn't be here without Joe wouldn't be here without Brian. They're keeping me accountable. Although I feel like they kind of set up some sort of food obstacle course where over the course of the next 24 days, as I try to get my six-pack, they're going to bring in delicious goodies. As Joe did this weekend with his mother's cookies. Good afternoon. We're here for the Steelers game. Joe's bringing in cookies. Screw that guy. You got a problem with what Kevin Stallings did last night? head coach of the University of Pittsburgh basketball team, they got slaughtered by Louisville. Louisville does not have Rick Pitino as head coach, RIP, because Rick Pitino was paying his players, allegedly, through shoe companies. Kevin Stallings was getting heckled either by Louisville fans or by Pitt fans, and, well, here was his response, and here's what he had to say after the game.
1: Yeah, that somebody said something bad about my player, and so I'm just gonna stick up for my players. Probably said the wrong thing, but um I'm not gonna let people talk talk crap about my players and
0: I've never stood up for Kevin Stallings before. Kevin Stallings has the program behind where I think the program should be at this point. Pit basketball is as irrelevant as irrelevant can be. But I'm gonna take his side here. Kevin Stallings is a human being. Kevin Stallings cares about these kids who he's recruited to come play basketball at the University of Pittsburgh. He's developed a rapport with these young men. He's developed a relationship with these young men. And someone behind him is screaming at him. I don't mind that he said what he did. If you couldn't make out the audio, what he said was, at least we didn't pay our players $100,000. I like to fire And I like the fact that he stuck up for his players. In fact, last year, the thing I didn't like about Stallings, beyond the fact that he didn't get his team to the NCAA tournament, is that he threw his players under the bus. He ripped his players. After the games, Kevin Stallings was like, yeah, it wasn't my fault. Players aren't executing. Well, that certainly changed in a year. He's finally got his guys here, guys who want to play for him. They started five freshmen last night. They're going to grow together, this basketball team. And Kevin Stallings wants his players to know that he has their back. You think that they don't like that? Because they do. I guarantee you, when your coach has your back, you love it. You ever been sent to the principal's office as a kid? It happened to me all the way through high school. All the time. In fact, one time I snapped like between my legs. Shotgun snapped an apple to my friend in the cafeteria who then chucked it as hard as he could against the wall. So we got detention for that. But no matter what happened, my mom was always on my side. My dad was always on my side. Well, he didn't mean to do it or he wasn't thinking in this circumstance. They always had my back. There was always an excuse, but they always had my back. Now i get home and they'd ream me. But in front of the principal, in front of the people who were punishing me, They had my back. And you love that. You respect that. His players respect him more today than they did yesterday. I guarantee it. So you buy some credence with the player. But beyond that, you're also a human being. We've all been frustrated. I get frustrated in traffic every single day. I'm a nice guy. I very rarely yell. I very rarely raise my voice. I very rarely say anything bad about another human being. It's just not who I am. I'm a nice guy. But you get me in traffic, I am a D-bag. Things are coming out of my mouth that my wife would divorce me if she heard me say. You get frustrated. Sometimes your mind goes places you don't want it to go, and then sometimes your lips start cashing those checks, even though they shouldn't be written in the first place. Kevin Stallings probably wishes he didn't say that. In fact, he said so after the game. But in the moment, I'm going to give him a pass. He's human. He gets frustrated. His team's getting blown the bleep out. And some guy's heckling him probably for the entirety of the game. And you just finally say, screw you, dude. And screw your basketball team made up of free agents. Kevin Stallings is thinking, I'm trying to do things the right way here. Now we're getting drubbed by this team in Louisville who hadn't been doing it the right way for the last decade. And now their fans are going to give it to us? No, you know what? Screw that. Screw you. We didn't pay our players $100,000. I like what Stallings did. I do. It was a human moment. It was an emotional moment. I've been emotional. I'm a human. I don't mind it. Let's say you, Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I've seen people argue that you can't lose your composure like that. And when you do, it makes you seem immature, and you can't be a leader if you're immature. I think that's all overblown. Again, I think his players will respect this. I think players that he goes into their houses later on, in his career, will say, "Oh, you're the guy who stuck up for your pit players. You're the guy who had their back." Young basketball club on the floor, five freshmen, and this dude wasn't having any of it. I like that. I'm okay with it. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. It's not that dissimilar a situation to me than the Todd Haley situation. Todd Haley is a human being. Todd Haley wants to go out and get a drink. Todd Haley can go wherever he damn well pleases to go get a drink. He's over 21 years old. He can go do whatever he wants. Yet people in this town are raking him over the freaking coals. I understand that Steelers fans don't like Todd Haley. I understand that they want his behind fired one way or another because they blame him for the early struggles of the offense this year. And largely, the offensive coordinator is the least popular dude on any football team, particularly a smart football town like Pittsburgh. They think that they know things. Why'd you run it here? Why didn't you throw it here? Why didn't you throw the lob pass here? Why did Ben Roethlisberger check out of that play? Why was this the play design in the first place? Steelers fans think they're geniuses. Genia, if you will. So they want Todd Haley out. But Todd Haley's not going anywhere because over the last handful of years, Ben Roethlisberger's been hit less than he was in a year. Back when Bruce Arians was the offensive coordinator. So now what happens is Todd Haley gets wrapped up into whatever he got wrapped up in when he was at Tequila Cowboy. And all yins want him out. How dare he? Doesn't he know any better than to be going to Tequila Cowboy? That's a young person club. (laughs) You can ride a mechanical bull there. In fact, I would like all of you right now, unless you're driving, to close your eyes and picture Todd Haley riding the mechanical bull. We all know he wouldn't be able to finish. He'd get thrown off pretty quickly. That was a poorly executed red zone joke. But why can't Todd Haley go out and have fun if Todd Haley wants to go out and have fun? It very well is possible that he had nothing to do with this altercation. In fact, the police said that it was his wife, and the police said that he didn't even sustain an injury in this quote-unquote altercation. Allegedly. Allegedly. Got to make sure we hit all the allegedly's. So if Todd Haley's out at a local establishment... This time, Tequila Cowboy. And some guy comes and smacks a bottle over his head? Does that mean that Todd Haley's a bad guy? Just because people around him can't be trusted? I understand Todd Haley's in the public light. I understand that Todd Haley is a pseudo-celebrity. But he's got to be able to live his life. And if his life entails going to Tequila Cowboy because he wants to go to Tequila Cowboy, go to Tequila Cowboy. Kevin Stallings is a human for what he did. Kevin Stallings is every one of us for turning around and saying something to the dude who was insulting somebody we would all care about. We all would have done the same thing. Kevin Stallings in that instance was all of us. Todd Haley in that instance was all of us as well. He went out for a drink. That's not a crime. No one was accused of a crime. No one was charged with a crime. There were no crimes. In fact, I've seen no details about what happened. Todd Haley did what all of us did that same night. New Year? We were getting faced. We were getting pissed. We were getting drunk. We were getting hammered. I went to the liquor store earlier in the day to get some champagne, get a bottle of wine. My wife and I had a nice date watched The Office, we actually were wholesome. Still got hammered, but we were wholesome. But when I was there at the liquor store, all of the Tri-County area was there too. I saw my neighbor, I saw my neighbor's neighbor, I saw my mom's neighbor. You see, your aunt's friend, everyone that you know is at the damn liquor store on New Year's. Because everyone wants to party and have a good time. And Todd Haley's like, hmm, what's a cool place to hang out? Where's a cool place that's near Heinz Field? Tequila Cowboy. By the way, if the Steelers' offense lights it it up here in the playoffs and the Steelers win the Super Bowl, Todd Haley's nickname forevermore will be Tequila Cowboy. He is the Tequila Cowboy. (laughs) All he wanted to do was have a good time. You don't expect something to go south when it does. You should be able to go out and have a good time without having to worry about these things, even if you're a celebrity. Your thoughts four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. I look at this as a human moment for Todd. I look at this as a human moment for Stallings four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. My grandma turned ninety today. Happy birthday, Grandma D. Haven't had her on the show in a while. Going to get her on after the Steelers playoff games. Get the pulse of the old lady. Imagine being 75 years old and being like, oh, I got another 15 years. Kind of sounds awful, doesn't it? I know she'd rather be alive, but I'm 27, and I think about 50, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't think I'm going to make it. Now, my... Psychiatrist says that it's an issue for me that I think that I'm going to die young. Most people don't feel that way. Most people just go about their daily lives. I don't think there's a shot in hell I make it to him. No chance. Will Graves, though, he survived cancer. That guy probably feels like he's got a new lease on life. He'll join us next to talk about the human element of the Stallings and Todd Haley situations. You're listening to The Crowley Show. Hey, Dirty, baby, I got your money. (laughs) Seriously, I feel like a giraffe. They don't eat anything good, right? Just tree branches, leaves. The last couple of days, as we are on the six-pack quest, it has been all disgusting healthy foods. That's the problem right there. Joe walks in with a giant chocolate bar, and I want to eat it. I said, okay, instead I'm going to go to the fridge, I'm going to bring out my grilled chicken salad, and I'm looking at it, and there's nothing in the world that I want to eat less than that grilled chicken salad. 24 days, getting there. Will Graves from the Associated Press joining me now on the Crowley Show. At least I think I've got him. You're not blowing me off this time, are you, Graves?
2: Nah, my family can suck it this week.
0: Yeah, suck it, Graves family. (laughs) Will, I'm actually on Team Stallings here, man. Are you? I am. I I think you got caught in a human moment. I said something at the West Virginia game, and look, I'm a fan. I was hammered. Was that, the, was that the West Virginia game where it
2: sounded like a West Virginia home game? Was
0: it that game? Damn right it was. I was there, and the guy behind me screams down to Bob Huggins, Hey, why don't you have another heart attack? And that just really really pissed me off. Uh, you're going to talk about this guy's heart? So I turned around, I started yelling things at him. And that's just the coach of the basketball team that I don't really have anything to do with. If I'm Kevin Stallings and someone's heckling my player for an entire game, at some point I might say something, and I feel like that probably bottom cred with this guy.
2: Um, I got you know I got a couple of Happy New Year, by the way. Uh, good luck on your six pack quest. You should demand it immediately. Um... Look, I'm in two minds about this. Like, I was in, I covered Louisville when Pacino had the sex in the restaurant extortion thing go on. Uh, he and I got into it at Media Day the following year about the treatment that he anticipated his team receiving on the road. And he said that they cannot retaliate. And he said, uh, well, aren't they going to want to stick up for their coach? And he said, you know how they can stick up for me? By winning. And, you know, Kevin can say, hey, um, you know, he's sticking up for his players. If his team was winning, would he have responded? He would not have responded.
0: Probably not. I think that that adds to the frustration level, though. And he's got his five freshmen on the court. They started an all-freshman lineup. He's protective of these guys. These are his guys. He's losing yeah, with exactly. his guys. These are
2: his guys. I wonder if it, was, if it happened during last year's group. Which obviously he did not connect with, would he have done the same thing? Here's the bottom line for me. You make $2 million a year. Your job is to coach kids, right? They still work under the guise that it's still student athletes, right? You can't. You have to be the grown up. And part of being the grown up and making $2 million a year is not taking the bait. You, you, you can't. And you can do it in the NBA when everybody's on the up and up and everybody's getting paid. Uh, but if you want to have this, you know, this aura of it's higher education, and I mean, you just can't. You, can't, you just, you cannot engage. You
0: can't. Well, wouldn't it maybe be different, and just to play devil's advocate here, because they are kids and things are being said about kids, wouldn't you feel more like you should respond as opposed to a guy who's getting paid to play gets heckled?
2: I mean, I, I get that you feel protected, but it's just, you know, that's a it's part of the job. I mean, he gets heckled every game. What made last night different than – he got booed by the home crowd – in the first game of the season when they introduced him during pregame warm-ups and they said head coach Kevin Stallings, I was there. There was an audible boo from the zoo. Did he say anything to the zoo? So, you know, you just you can't make uh, just behavior that you just – I mean, if Kay had done this, if Corey Williams or Bill Self or any bold-faced, high-profile Hall of Fame guy, they, they would be getting the same sort of reaction. Unfortunately for Kevin, it's exacerbated because they're just not any good right now.
0: I am not the kind of guy who's going to stick up for a pit coach ever, but I find myself sticking up for Kevin Stallings in this circumstance, and I just think it's because I know he's making a lot of money. I know the business that he's in. I know that he's going to have to deal with this probably better than he did this time moving forward, but at the same time, I can't separate myself from... Being human and feeling like if no. I were in his spot, I might have done the same thing. Now maybe that I means mean, I'm not qualified right. no, to be a basketball I, no. Look, coach. I,
2: I agree that I mean from a, it is a human reaction. Okay, I mean good lord, that you're talking to a guy who, um, who when our, when my kid was in a uh, seven year old and under coach pitch tournament uh, <laughs> this summer, like was part of a group of you know. Uh, coaches that grown ups yelling at each other. The the moms of the other team behind the home plate started barking at the, one of our coaches, and then all of a sudden, I said something sarcastic, and then we're all barking at each other. And they're they're literally thirty seven year olds going, "What the hell are the grown ups doing?" I mean, I get it. I absolutely get it, and I also understand that I can I I'm never going to do that again. That was just it was embarrassing,
0: and that's probably know? what's going to happen with Stallings. I would imagine that it's not going to happen again because of the reaction that. There is out there. Will Graves joining me from the Associated Press on the Crowley Show. I mean,
2: if they were winning that game, do you think he responds?
0: I don't know. I think that it makes for a perfect storm when you're losing by as much as they were losing. So that's frustration. You're getting heckled. He probably didn't get heckled the same way if Pitt's beating him. So I don't know. Uh, Probably not, though. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to Todd Haley because I'm on Todd Haley's side, too.
2: I've been on Tide Haley's side since the day he walked through the door. So this guy gets uh, maligned for – doesn't get a lot of respect for what he's done. It's always underachieving. It's all this. It's all that. You know, he's – I mean, he's, he has a persona. He has a that-guy persona, right? I mean, he kind of does. He kind of enjoys his that-guy persona, which is one of the reasons I like him. Me too. I mean, his F's to give is zero, <laughs> you know, I mean, and I, I can appreciate that. Um, you know, the the, the I, I put out a stat today. If you look since Munchak got here in the last four years, the quarterback's been sacked 22 and a half times, and in the 10 years before that, the quarterback was sacked 42 times a season. Part of that is the, month, the line play, and part of that is the quarterback getting smarter, and a lot of that is the friggin' offensive coordinator who never gets any respect. I'm stuck Like, I think this, the Cardinals... You know, Munchen would be a great uh, – certainly has the capacity to be a good head coach somewhere. I'm surprised that Haley, considering what he's done, is not given a shot to go coach somewhere.
0: Well, is it because of stuff like this? Because of what happened at Tequila Cowboy? I mean, yeah.
2: I'm sure. You know, it's funny. People stopped suing him when they started going to the playoffs, right? right. <laughs> that's, the, that's the correlation there. I just think – And you're right. That's one of those red flags. I mean, I think what happened at the end of Kansas City, regardless of – and I've talked to some people. I was talking to my guy, our AP reporters out in Arizona yesterday. Um, We talked about Todd briefly. It was well known that Todd, shocker, wasn't that nice a guy (laughs) during his two years in Arizona. And even though everybody in the organization is pretty much gone except for the the ownership, that stuff sort of lingers. So are you going to bring that back? Because um, he had a lot of the, hell, they went. He he got them to the Super Bowl. He also happened to have a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. in My opinion, a Hall of Fame running back in Edgerton James, and a guy that's a borderline candidate in Anquan Bolden. So, I mean, that certainly helped. But the guy, he's a he's a he's a good coach. I I don't know why people can't seem to get past that. He's a good coach.
0: He's a very good coach, in my opinion. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, the the sexiness of what's gone on with the Steelers this year and this Todd Haley tequila cowboy cherry on top that we've got now. I was wondering, what's going on at the bye week? What am I going to talk about? Oh, the Steelers will do something, and then lo and behold, this is what's going on. Where I'm on Todd Haley's side is this. I don't see any problem with anybody going out and having a good time. And Todd Haley's certainly not going out looking to get into any altercation, if there was even an altercation that took place. He's just going out, trying to have a good time, trying to have a couple of drinks. And sometimes nonsense happens. Now, maybe it happens more because he's Todd Haley, and I could envision somebody walking up target, to him. For sure. It yeah, makes him a absolutely. target. Yeah, you know, why can't you finish at beers? Because you can't finish drives. Probably something <laughs> like that. So I understand. But at the same time, if I'm Todd, i got to live my life.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think he's learned to not write chief suck on napkins. anymore right i think he's learned to pick better contractors to do work on his house um you know i i I, without i mean look it's one of the things this is just one of the things that we talk about because there's no there were no charges filed anywhere he wasn't even involved according to the police he was sort of ancillary to the whole thing but they're not playing this sunday there's really everybody's healthy and you're trying to invent things to complain about and then just this Sort of thing just happened. Well, I, mean, I think you so remember it. last year before the playoffs. By the way, what happened with Peasy last year? Oh, this man. is not. This is not that. No, so let's not try to make sure. Let's not like confuse the two. No,
0: you know what I mean? and for anybody calling for Todd Haley's job here, yo, what Joey Porter did was worse because there was contact made with a freaking police officer. Two, Joey Porter, in my opinion, not as good at his job as Todd Haley is at his job. So let's just cut that nonsense. But I think it goes back to your first answer, Will. People don't like Todd, so the people who don't like Todd are going to say, look, not only is he this bad offensive coordinator in their minds, but he's also uh, a Cavalier party boy maverick son of a gun.
2: And, look, I mean, part of that is, I mean, you don't get reputations just because, right? I mean, it it doesn't – people don't think that you're great, Crowley, because they just decided this, or that you're a tool because they just decided this. I mean, whatever opinion they have of you, they have accrued over time, at least I would hope, right? Uh, Todd has a history of, you know, fiery, erratic, competitive uh, behavior. Uh, that, a lot of that stuff, though, dates back 5, 8, 10, 12, 15, 20 years. So he's a different guy now than he was when he got here, than he was 10 years ago in Arizona, than he was 20 years ago when he was with the Jets. But you're not allowed to evolve in the, in the public consciousness. It, by all accounts, in this thing we're talking about, he did nothing but because he was kind of a, you know, he's kind of a, <laughs> you know, a bad hombre, as my eight year old would say, uh, in previous stops and follows him around. So is it fair to the 46 year old Todd Haley? Probably not, but, you know, you sort of earn that reputation. And, and, and unfortunately, it's, if this was Mike Munchak, I don't think we'd be talking about this.
0: You no, know I mean? we wouldn't. But, you, you know, what's funny is that the Steelers release that release saying that Todd was injured in a fall and then this, Police report comes out, and the police then say, "Well, he wasn't injured there." So I foresee that what happened was Todd was there with his wife. Whatever happened, happened. Then he goes home and trips over the cat or something.
2: Dude, when you're old, say, you know, go, go go for your little six pack abs. When you're old, stuff just sort of breaks. Stuff just sort of breaks. My, you know, the other day, uh, my eight year old sees me. I'm wearing like these Nike. Uh, whatever those like, instead of like thermal underwear or whatever, I wear these those Nike like pro combat pants. Right.
0: What are you wearing now?
2: <laughs> anyway, so he sees me and I'm like, you know, look, I'm 43 years old and I'm five foot eleven and 190 pounds, and that's and most of that is is sports writer fat. I'm not like obese, you know. But and he sort of laughs at me and he goes, "Daddy, you're kind of fat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just are what you are. And things break." You know, I can't. When I was 20, when I was your age, it was 145 pounds. So, look, Todd stuff falls, stuff happens. He, he, when things break on you, easier when you get old. That's and maybe he didn't. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to admit. Who doesn't? I mean, who hasn't stepped on a Lego? Who hasn't slipped? on oh. you know, I almost did it today.
0: There, I don't know if there's anything <laughs> more painful than stepping on a Lego. But anyway, uh, Will Graves from the Associated Press joining me here on the Crowley Show. One thing that I want to get to with you. Uh, that I'm going to talk about in depth uh, in a little bit, is the Rooney Rule. And John Gruden is getting hired by Oakland, and everyone seems to be saying that the Rooney Rule is broken because they've kind of circumvented it, and here's all i got to say. He hasn't been named the coach yet. Why? Because they still have to interview a minority candidate. The Steelers were going to hire Russ Grimm. I know that. They were going to hire Russ Grimm. They brought in Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin knocked their socks off then they hired him. I know that Gruden's their first choice, but I think that this is actually the Rooney rule working. And if they don't hire a a guy who is uh, a minority, then okay. But that's okay because they still at least talk to him, and that's an improvement uh, from where we were 14 years ago.
2: And and I think if, if Mike was to, you know, Mike T was to talk about this, you know, in sort of an off the, you know, an off the right or whatever, in a relaxed atmosphere, I think he would say even if he hadn't gotten a Steelers job, going through the process of being interviewed would help him get the job that he's go- he was obviously going to get at some point in his career. I don't think, look, like, I've been up for jobs where I knew I wasn't going to get it. I was interviewed and yeah i didn't get the job and a couple times i was told hey this is you know this is sort of a foregone conclusion but i was happy to have the experience and it helped me get a better job eventually so uh, i'm with you i mean that being said i mean there is something to be said about mandating these kinds of things uh, because sometimes there are just i mean who's going to argue that john gruden isn't qualified for the raiders job you not, know what i mean not me so, I mean, I, I sort of get it. Uh, that being said, whoever they're interviewing, whatever minorities they're interviewing as part of this process, it is not a it is not harmful to that candidate, even if they have their mind made up on Gruden. It's not harmful to that person going forward for them. So, I, I mean, everybody just relax a little bit.
0: Will, you're good at your job. You're good on the radio. But I'm you good are- with you.
2: I'm not always good on the radio, but I'm good with you. I'm good with you.
0: Well, you're not good on the radio because you just stepped on what was going to be a hilarious joke. So now get get out of here. <laughs> Goodbye, Will. <laughs> See you, bro. Love that guy Will Graves Associated Press Coming up next Big Ben threw Tomlin Under the bus yesterday A little bit And nobody's talking about it It's a Crowley show me. Ooh, This is such a stand Opening here I didn't really think about it whenever I said play Endgame by Taylor Swift that it would sound a lot like a Stan intro. Not that I don't love Stan. I mean, who doesn't love Stan? R.I.P. Just kidding. Thought I might try to scare people out there on the highway. Stan's fine. He'll be here tomorrow. And if he's not, well, then you can blame me. Todd Haley and Kevin Stallings have bad reputations in this town. They just do. Todd Haley is looked at as the offensive line or offensive coordinator who, oh, you know, the guy is part of the offense that's underachieving. Oh, it's all Todd Haley's fault. And Kevin Stallings is the basketball coach who is underachieving. So they both got bad reputations, and people are trying to force them out based on these two circumstances. And I don't think it's fair. Todd Haley's a good offensive coordinator, fight me. Come to 200 Fleet Street and punch me in the face. Todd Haley's a good freaking offensive coordinator. I'm not going to defend Kevin Stalling's basketball reputation because I don't I don't think that there's enough time, enough of a resume to be able to critique one way or another. But this is being used as a reason to get both these men out, Kevin Stallings turns around and says, "Hey, at least we don't pay our, pay our players a hundred thousand dollars." Todd Haley's out partying; he is the tequila cowboy. So, because of that, people are gonna say, "Oh, they're bad at their jobs." Now this, they're gone. It's like when I was younger, I had this girlfriend, nice girl, name is Amy, tremendous human being. She almost moved in next door a couple of months ago. That would have been afternoon. interesting. That would have been weird. That would have been a good afternoon there. And when we were younger, I had a Nerf football. I was trying to get her attention. So I threw the Nerf football across the room and trying to hit her in the leg. I have the accuracy of Cordell Stewart. I hit her in the face. And she got pissed. She broke up with me. Now, it wasn't because I threw the football at her face. It was because we had a terrible relationship. It is not. It is. It is not. It is. It is not. It's because we had a bad relationship. It is. We were immature. And... Yeah, it was probably time. But all it took was that. All it took was that moment, and bam, I'm dumped. Very quickly. It is an excuse to jettison herself away from the relationship. And this would be an excuse to get rid of Todd Haley, and it would be an excuse to get rid of Kevin Stallings. Now, no one's
2: going to say.
0: No one's going to say fire Kevin Stallings because Kevin Stallings turned around and said something. People will say, on the other hand, Todd Haley, get his ass out of town because of what happened at Tequila Cowboy, and I think that's wrong. It's using that, the non-football, the non-basketball stuff, to get rid of a guy because you don't respect what they do when it comes to football or when it comes to basketball. My wife broke up with me in college. Things were a little rocky, Okay. They weren't great at the time. We had been dating for a couple of years. She wanted to see what else was out there. She wanted to live the college experience. Without him, Without me. So, I'm in Morgantown. She's in New York City. We're still dating. I could tell things were on the rocks. My friend Caitlin Fitzgerald sleeps over. But I had a couple of other friends who were there with me. And these friends were all hitting on her. So I said, you know what, Kate? Why don't you sleep in my bed? It's a big bed. You can stay in my bed. We'll make sure none of my friends come in here. You don't have to worry about any of them.
2: I didn't have any.
0: I didn't. Nothing happened. We were cool. Nothing sexual. Nothing. Leanna calls me up the next day. What'd you do last night? I said, I slept with Caitlin. Being a joke. Being the jerk that I am. That's the way I framed it. You know, the game is the game. The game is the game, and I lost the game. She hangs up on me. She doesn't answer for the remainder of the weekend when she's in New York City with her family, and then she gets back and breaks up with me. But the reason she broke up with me wasn't because I was a D-bag then. It's because I was a douche for months leading up to that. That was the excuse. That was the window. Just like my girlfriend Amy, the window was, you're an idiot. You threw a football at my head. I'm dumping you. And just like right now, Todd Haley and Kevin Stallings, people don't appreciate what they bring to the table, and now you've got a window. Now you've got that opportunity. If you've been a person who wants to fire rounds at Todd Haley or Kevin Stallings, now you can. Because Todd Haley, not only do I think he's a bad offensive coordinator, this is the people, not only do I think he's a bad offensive coordinator, but now he's a tequila Cowboy. But he just did. Not only do you not like Kevin Stallings, but now you really don't like Kevin Stallings because he's talking trash on L fans. But he just did. It's the window. We'll call it the window complex. When you get a window, when you've got an opportunity, you got to go for that opportunity. And Steelers fans who don't like Todd Haley say, okay, now's our window, we're going to get him. Pitt fans who don't like Kevin Stallings, now's our window, let's go get him. And I think it's BS. It's a lot like what happened to Greg Schiano at Tennessee. Greg Schiano gets hired. Tennessee fans are like, this guy's a terrible coach. How can we make sure that this guy did not get hired? Oh, he coached under Joe Pa. Bam. Let's slap some of that on him. That really wasn't fair at all. Not in the slightest. His resume is his resume. They put a window in. They forced him out. I think it's wrong. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. 2874 Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. It is. I mentioned before that Ben Roethlisberger threw Mike Tomlin under the bus yesterday in his radio show. Go figure. Ben's never setting his own agenda in the radio show. Nobody's talking about this. And he didn't make a huge deal of it, but it's one of those little things that you don't do as a Super Bowl quarterback. You don't do as a franchise quarterback. What he said was this. I talked to Todd. I talked to Tomlin about playing a little bit in the Cleveland game, just so there's a little bit of rust that we get to knock off. We all know after the game, he didn't play in the game. We all watched the game. Landry Jones played from start to finish. Ben Roethlisberger did not play in the game. Ben comes out after the game and says, yeah, I wish I would have played. You don't need to do that. You don't need to say that. That's Ben just either looking for attention or just not knowing how to shut the bleep up. And nobody's talking about it. Maybe I'm making too big of a deal about it, but it's the accumulative effect. It's his resume. It's it is. Ben Roethlisberger, week after week, to crook and phony, saying things that he shouldn't say just to set his own agenda. And I'm you're going to the playoffs. I'm a little tired of it. I'm a little tired of it, Ben. Little irritated that you gotta call out Mike Tomlin that way. And even though it wasn't like a legit call out like, man, I'm pissed. Really wish you wouldn't be playing right now. It still was enough to kinda irk me a little bit. And if I were Tomlin, it would bother me too. Bro, you minus said let's pretend I'm Tomlin. Bro, you minus said that you wanted to play. We've decided it's in the best interest to have you healthy. You're not going to play. You're going to need to understand. Okay, that's it. And Ben's going to have to say, okay, I understand. That's how that should end. It shouldn't be Ben after the fact saying, oh, I wish I played in that game. I know Stan yesterday talked about the rust factor and this and that and whether or not Ben should have played If Roethlisberger playing 15 snaps is going to make him great in the divisional round, then Ben kind of sucks. Like, Ben needs 15 extra live snaps to be good in the divisional round? What? And I I understand it's all feel. If Ben wants to play those snaps, then that's what he wants. But you don't need to air that in public. In fact, we need to get Lolly on. We need Lolly to call up right now, and we can talk to Lolly about airing dirty laundry in public. Because Dale Lolly is anti-airing your dirty laundry in public. He said so on Twitter. I'm not gonna go so far as to say trust it. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Jesse Marshall of the Athletic joining me today at five twenty to talk a little bit about what the Penguins did last night to the Philadelphia Flyers. I've been eating straight rabbit food for the last three days i've been eating greens and those miniature little tomatoes i don't even know what you call them grape tomatoes I didn't have any i didn't offer them
1: you're really going at the year of excellence uh, trying not to get a belly button piercing here huh
0: well here's what i want to do brian
1: what do you want to do
0: i want to make an agreement with you guys
1: wait a minute what no you i
0: want to have... push this thing back
1: you want to push, like, the deadline back. I want
0: to push the deadline back. For those of you who don't know, if I don't have a six-pack by January 27th, I get my belly button pierced. I don't think I'm going to be able to get there because I thought I had a better body before, but it was because I had hair. Are you familiar with the 5 o'clock shadow? Okay. You got a 5 o'clock shadow. That means you got a little bit of hair on yeah. your face. It makes all guys' jawline look a little bit better. Yeah. Now some are irreparable. You can't do anything about. It. I've seen some chunky people who have the the jawline sort of tapered out. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Just grow the neck beard. I mean, if you're trying to hide that thing, grow the neck beard. But for me,
1: I had the hair on my stomach acting as five o'clock shadow on my abs. Which you no longer have said, hair because you were waxed last week for another bet that you lost with fantasy football. Exactly. So
0: when I said that I could have a six-pack by the end of January, I was doing so under the false assumption that my body was better than it was. So I was misled by my own body. Therefore I demand a 1 month extension.
1: See that's a your problem not an our problem. Like everything was laid down here like the fact that you miscalculated your hair to ab ratio I guess we can call it your uh, what is it ab ab to it hair wasn't so to much, H. It wasn't so much it wasn't so much that it was
0: that the hair when you look in the mirror; the light glances off of it differently, and it made me look like I was closer to having abs.
1: See, the bottom line here is you can't. This is I was like full by my this body. is like arguing to pay your rent late. You can't. You made the agreement. You signed the contract, eh, the proverbial contract. But if there's a breach of the lease,
0: then I don't have to pay the contract. But there's
1: no breach of the lease. You had that hair going in. You made the you made the you made the deal. The hair was misleading. Okay, let me, I'll, 15 humor, days. I'll, I'll humor you. Give me yeah, 15. You want 15 extra days? I want 15 extra days. Honestly, I think this is a slap in the face of the listeners, to tell you the truth, because you it promised is. to them, see, thanks, Mike, you promised to them that this was, was something you would do, and I think if you're going to try to get out of it, first of all, I don't think our listeners will be down with it, I don't would think I have to? If, would I have crew, to do something else? Like, something much worse, like... Like, I mean, horrible. I don't think you should be out of this in any way. But Give I am, me an extra month and I'll shave my head. I'm willing to put it up to a Twitter poll, but this is more because I have faith in our audience here to just rail on you and vote the way that this should go is you should keep your word and, and you should be looking at having your belly button pierced in, what, roughly, what, 20-some days here? 24. 24 days. Not that I'm counting. I mean, me, for it, me personally, I want to see you get pierced. No doubt, I've been hoping. Everyone for this wants the to whole hear time. me get
0: pierced. Everyone wants to see me get pierced. I don't want to because I got wax and that hurt like a mother. So I imagine that the piercing is going to hurt a hell of a lot more. They're mm-hmm. going through my muscle,
1: my my fat. Yeah. I shoot it right through there. Dude, this is up to you. You can do five, six a days. Like, if you want to get in the head. Look, I saw you eyeing up chocolate today. Didn't you? You eyed it up like he's the it. hottest chick in the world and you weren't married. Like, that's how much you were looking at I this.
0: think you guys are trying to set up some sort of food obstacle course. You were doing googly
1: I'll let you eyes, guys eyes at do the do chocolate that. bar, dude. Like, you had a moment with the chocolate bar, but you need to get out of that. I think you could still do this. I don't think you're too far off, but you got to get your head around this, Crowley. You can't keep acting like. Like a bitch here.
0: I've worked out three times the last two days. Yeah. I'm going to work out a fourth time tonight. Yeah. I've been lifting weights. I've been cardioing. Yeah. I've been doing everything I need to do. If by the 24th I don't think it's going to happen, I think I deserve an extension. No, I don't think we'll so. We'll put it up on a poll. 412 Steve, 922 no 2874 is the number to call. DJ and Carnegie next up on The Crowley Show. Hello, DJ. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I was
2: just curious your opinion on this. It it doesn't always seem like the uh, Patriots get an extra day's rest every time they get the scheduling for the playoffs. Last year they
0: did, and Mike Tomlin complained about it. This year they're going to get one too in the divisional round. But you know what? The reality is if you lose to them because they get an extra day, then you're not that good in the first place.
2: Well, I agree with you. I I just seem like they're they're
0: always catering to the Patriots no matter what happens, you know what I mean? DJ, should I get an extension? No, don't get an extension. His phone must have dropped out. I don't know what happened there.
1: Uh, He just texted me and said, no, you don't deserve an extension. It's very lengthy, actually, and it says that you should stop acting like a little wuss. You should man up, work out, try to get the six-pack, or you're getting your belly button pierced. That's what he wanted to say.
2: Very quickly.
1: we got a five-minute major coming up in the next segment. We're bringing it back for the new year, baby, because it
0: is the year of excellence. And did you miss any of the Steelers' soap opera this year? Because if you did... You're not going to want to miss next. It's the Crowley Show.